the First Lady of New York Radio, Joan Hamburg. Entertaining and informative. Talk Radio 77 WABC. All right, everyone. Welcome to the Joan Hamburg Show. And I haven't talked to Peter Greenberg, travel editor for CVS News and um, the world's travel detective. I haven't talked to Peter in a long time, but I thought we've got to check back in. People are crowding into airports. They're going to the trains. They want to get out and start going again. Should we? Where to? What about all the mask mandates? So let's talk to a man who knows it all. Peter, welcome. I haven't talked to you in ages. I know. Nice to get back in touch with you, Joe. Yeah, so tell me, everyone is talking about the mask mandate. You know, I mean, reporters are crowding into airports asking people, and everyone is confused. As someone who's on the road all the time or in the air, what is your opinion about that? Well, if you look at the judge's opinion, which came out on Monday, it basically ruled that the CDC's mandate, which is not, you know, was set to expire on May 3rd, applied all to planes, trains, buses, and subways. She made it, a, she called it illegal. For all of that, that's where the confusion comes in, because if you follow the science, uh, the air circulation systems, or I should say recirculation systems on airplanes, are quite advanced. They're quite sophisticated, and I like them. You know, they bring in cold air at about minus 60 degrees into the plane, heated by the engines. Mm -hmm. Then that air comes in those nozzles above your head. But the good news is it's all purged out every three minutes, and new air is brought in. I don't have that kind of system in my house, your radio studio, or Mm -hmm. anywhere. It's great. So on that situation, as long as, as long as the vaccination vaccination levels are up, it's a, I think you know you can optionally wear or not wear a mask. But her order applied also to trains, buses, and subways. That's where we have a confusion because the science is not there. The science doesn't support that. And uh, so the, the rule is: I came back from New York to Los Angeles two nights ago. I brought my mask, but I didn't have to wear it. Although 70% of the plane, even in the wake of the judge's ruling, was masked. So that's an interesting story. But if I'm going on a bus, a train, or a subway today, I'm I'm wearing my mask. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm wearing it. And even though I know about the plane filter system and you were very reassuring, I still feel there are kids and other people on planes who cannot be vaccinated yet. So my thing is go for it as unpleasant as it is at the moment so are we seeing an uptick in travel we are the demand is increasing almost exponentially and there's a sort of inverse relationship here joan because as the demand is growing the the capacity is dropping because the airlines and the hotels and the other infrastructure can't support it they don't have the staff and as a result we're seeing massive crowds longer lines, and I'm afraid to say much higher airfares, not Mm. exactly where we should be. And this is even before we get to summer. Yikes. Um, So, yeah. So, look, the airfares are going up almost four times over the last three weeks. uh, And that's because the airlines realize they have to keep everything at about a 60 percent capacity. Hotels as well. They can't. They don't have the staff. They literally don't have the staff. So why did all these people who work for the airlines, why did they all leave? I mean, that seemed to be good jobs. Well, yeah, but here's what happened. The airlines were given the federal aid on one condition, that they had to keep everybody on payroll. They had to keep everybody on payroll. 
and they couldn't lay anybody off. They couldn't fire anybody, and they didn't. Here's what they did do, though. They went to the uh, uh, to the employees and offered them very attractive buyout or early departure packages because they wanted to reduce the staff and keep a lot of the payroll for themselves. And they were surprised by how many people said, okay, I'll do it. And they did it. And once they did it, the airlines didn't do a very good job of ramping back up when travel started coming back up last July. Not this year. Last year it happened. So they already had meltdowns last year. And uh, and now we're having them again. I, You know, and I heard earlier today on the news that the hotel industry is way off and it doesn't seem likely that it's going to come back at anywhere near capacity. Well, you know what? It can't come back near capacity because they don't have the staff to service the guests. So what hotels are doing is they're intentionally keeping occupancy at about 60%. Now they're filling those rooms and the rates are just as where they were back in 2019, but they can't go anywhere above that because they literally don't have enough housekeepers. They don't have enough, uh, they don't have enough bellboys. They don't have enough anybody. And uh, this is industry wide. Right. So people ask me and I'm asking you, who's the expert, if you are planning on a trip or you want to go somewhere, do we yeah. still deal with COVID? Do we say check the COVID rates? How do you do this? Very simply, your airline will know what the restrictions are. We're seeing more and more countries ending those restrictions in terms of testing prior to going, as long as you've been vaccinated and show proof of it. The one remaining rule that's out there is the rule that says if you're coming back to the United States, you literally have to take that COVID test within 24 hours before they'll let you come back home. Now, that may go away, too, since so many countries have eliminated that for us going there. But for the moment, that's the last remaining, I won't call it hurdle, but that's the last remaining protocol we have, to, we have to comply with. I'm talking to Peter Greenberg. And Peter, who's our travel detective, do you feel safe generally getting up and going or do you worry? Well, you know what? I do. You know what? It's not about the number of cases. It's not it's not about the number of deaths. It's about the number of vaccination levels and the number of hospitalization levels. And if you take a look at those two levels right now, vaccination numbers are going up and hospitalization numbers are coming down. And that's a good sign. Okay. now tell me about your new PBS special. Ah, it's premiering uh, this week on PBS stations around the country. You can also find it on Amazon Prime and Apple TV+. Plus. It's part of my series, Joan, that we've been doing for over 22 years called The Royal Tour. It has nothing to do with monarchy. It's sort of like, you know, I'm giving you a royal tour of Brooklyn. But what it is, imagine I go to an individual head of state, a king, a president, or a prime minister, and I get from them the impossible. They give me eight days of their schedule devoted only to me. And then for the next eight days, that sitting head of state is my personal tour guide to and through the country. We see it through their eyes. Imagine two people on a road trip. One of them happens to run the country. Not bad. Was that a really hard get? I can't imagine. It's hard enough to get guests. And all of a sudden you're going to the heads of state and they're giving you more than a week. Yes. It's, it, look, it's never easy, but once it happens, it works. We've done it over 22 years with everybody from the King of Jordan to the Prime Minister of New Zealand, the President of Mexico. We did it with Netanyahu in Israel. We did it with the Prime Minister of Poland, uh, the Presidents of Peru and Ecuador, the Prime Minister of Poland. And now it's with the President of Tanzania, an amazing woman who's the only woman of color 
and a Muslim to ever run a country. And her country is 60 million people. So it's a remarkable story of, of how she got the job and a remarkable story of what she's doing with the job. And she was my tour guide. Ah, well, it sounds great to me. Are there any, because I'm asking this now for the listeners who always ask, are there any travel bargains out there that are worth looking at? You know what? Right now, they are few and far between in, in this country because so many people are traveling domestically. However, if you take a look, there are, there are 196 countries out there of which you can probably go to about 180 of them safely. And if you plan ahead, especially if you have some extra frequent flyer miles running around, that's the time to redeem them. Don't just go for the airfare now. Remember, the best time to redeem a frequent flyer mile is not when the airfare is $59. It's when the airfare is $5,900. And we're seeing those airfares rise for all sorts of reasons, not the least of which are rising fuel prices, inflation, and, of course, the situation in Ukraine. But if you plan properly, now's the time to go. And you can think 330 days out in terms of redeeming your miles. Right, which sounds really good. And what about perennial favorites like Paris and London, which have had elevated COVID rates. Is this a time to go to those countries? Once again, I don't go by the by the number of cases there or the number of elevated rates. I go by the vaccination level of the person who's going, otherwise known as me. And I go by my own common sense on how I'm going to play by the rule and follow the science. So I've been traveling since July of 20. Uh, I've done it responsibly. Wow. And, of course, and that was before the vaccine was even available. Now, the other Mm -hmm. thing I will tell everybody is if you haven't had your vaccine outside of 270 days, you're okay. Meaning, if your last shot was more than 270 days ago, which is possible, that's that's uh, you know that's nine months, then you probably won't be allowed to get into the you won't be able to get into these countries. So make sure you get your booster if you're qualified for a second booster, get it. But as long as you've gotten your last shot within 270 days, then you're free to go. It sounds good to me, and it sounds like you're having a lot of wonderful adventures, Peter. I'm doing the best I can, Joan. (laughs) (laughs) It's good. All right, take care of yourself. We'll be following you. Thank you so much. The travel detective, Peter Greenberg, travel editor for CBS. He's great to listen to. Stay tuned. love my Italian heritage and the food that goes along with it. That's why on Sundays after church, I head over with my father to Italo's Fine Foods on Forest Avenue in Staten Island with our list from mom. They have two locations on Forest Avenue, 1566 and the new one at 725. It's family owned and serving Italian specialties since 2014. They also have a full catering menu, the freshest meats, imported San Martano tomatoes from Italy, and the best mozzarella. Order in store by phone or online. They even deliver. ItaloFineFoods.com I-T-A-L-O FineFoods.com Tell them Vinnie Madugno and W ABC sent you. Manja.